0: Welcome to the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing <laughs> Bastards Podcast for the week of February 6, 2012. Hey. This is episode 137. I'm Chris Bevelo, president of Interval, We're the healthcare marketing firm that puts on the podcast. With me today are...
1: Jackie Ritaco, account coordinator with Interval. And Adam Meyer, creative director at Interval. What up? Hi.
0: <laughs> Whoa, Adam's handling Jackie's... Microphone. Microphone. <laughs> I'm going to straighten it out.
1: All right, we're we off to a bad start. I was looking guys. a little
0: wilty. I might be a little distracted during this podcast because... Your email's full? <laughs> now, Adam's going to laugh at me because he's been warning me of this for probably like two years. Yes, I've been... Chris, mm-hmm. your Gmail account's 75% full. I'm Warning like, you of whatever. impending doom in
1: 2012. Can What's funny is that space?
0: it is full. My Google account is full, So, which, which I find out yesterday means I can no longer receive emails. I can send emails, but I don't, they don't, they're like for me gone. I have no record of them being sent. Did you get any
1: warning email from Google or anything?
0: No. What's interesting is I actually noticed it. Um, and I can't remember why I went into the, the Gmail interface online. I mean, I just use mail on my lap, on my Mac, but, and I noticed it was like 99% full and I'm like, Oh, I wonder what that means. I probably should do something. (laughs) I forgot. (laughs) I forgot. So I didn't get any warning, but what I have to do now, and this is why I might get distracted, I have 65,800 emails in there that go back to right now, December of 2008. I have to delete those emails I don't want, which I'm just doing by date. Unfortunately for me, Google only allows me to see 100 emails at a time. Which means if I want to delete just, let's say, 2009, so that's one-third of the emails that is in there, that's roughly, let's say, 20,000 emails. 20,000 divided by 100 is 200, which means I have to go through 200 steps right. of you know click the first one, shift-click the last one, mm-hmm. delete. Are you sure you want to delete? Yes. 200 <laughs> times. So I'm going to take every opportunity in my waking hours for the next two days to do that. Are I you think, an email
1: hoarder? Yeah, I think there's a, there's got to be a way through filters or something to select a lot more than that. We'll just have to take a look and see if we can figure it out. I'm telling you, I mean, I I sure I'm sure oh, yeah, there is. I would probably spend, is. I wouldn't spend too much time on that. Yeah, just get find some emails that have like really large attachments and get rid of those first. That'll How? that'll free up enough space. <clears throat> Pretty sure okay. you can filter by just
0: looking for stuff with attachments. Well, one one suggestion was somebody said search for anything that's a forward because yeah. you don't really need forwards. Yeah. This
1: is really riveting for obvious audience. <laughs> <All> right, <anyway. laughs> well, I'm sure everybody, <laughs> a lot of people out there, are like yeah, you're you're know? distracted. Well, just this is just button. fair
0: warning to everybody because, like, well, how many people use Google Mail at some level? A lot. Yeah. Is there like a hoarder show for email? <laughs> I'm not a hoarder. I just don't ever. I mean, it's different. I mean, if, if my emails were strewn all over the office and like piles that you had to walk through, <laughs> that's hoarding email. When it's in some invisible place that you never see, right? Well, that's just that's just email ignorance, not hoarding. I would say yeah well we're I mean we're kind of in a, okay. in a <laughs> store, storage viable. space is
1: so i mean like virtual space for storing things is is you know cheap as hell today, you know it used to be that you know uh, getting server space somewhere was very expensive and you got very little space, but today it's virtually unlimited, so it that kind of affords us the luxury to to think that way it's like I don't need to delete anything there's unlimited space. I can just let everything pile up and I'll have everything to go back and, and go mm-hmm. through. Right. But there still is somewhat of a limit on some of that stuff. You know, we use, we use, we use Dropbox for a lot of our file sharing internally that you know, personally with design files and stuff. For me, that fills up really fast, even with what do we have? 20 gigabytes a person or something on the basic plan. Yeah. Um, Buy more. Yeah, you know, you can always buy more, but the problem—the problem really is—is kind of the hoarding mentality. But it's also, (laughs) it is. It's like, it's like. I mean, the main reason to hold on to old things is so that you can go back and find it when you need it. I mean, right, and and so you don't have to think about. Reorganizing things, but mm-hmm. the trouble with that is that if you don't have some you know pretty decent organization and some filtering in place while you're working with files, you end up when you do need to go back and find something, it ends up being a major pain in the butt because it's just like this sea of crap that you have to try to wade through, so just having that organization in place up front and having some time and effort put into that is pretty important but having having some limitations on how much you can hold on to too also kind of forces you to to do that, so it's not a bad thing.
0: A bad thing for me. No, <laughs> it, it is today. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. Sorry, <clears throat> audience.
1: I'm good, by the way. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just skipped right over that. Yeah, Nonsense. no, that's okay. No one cares. Okay. So, one announcement uh, I just want to encourage people to go. Uh, I assume everybody who's listening here has some kind of LinkedIn presence. Check out our group on LinkedIn, Joe Public Doesn't Care About Your Hospital. We're getting lots of activity, lots of great posts, lots of great conversation. Uh, it's a group dedicated to transforming healthcare marketing. So, lots of lots of good stuff. I always want to play
1: the Transformers sound effect whenever you say that. Okay.
0: <laughs>
1: As you should.
0: As you should. All right. Let's start with one of our favorite topics. We haven't we haven't really beat this dead horse in a while, but it's always good to bring it up at least on a biannual basis, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And that's the topic of awards and marketing awards. And this came back up for me because uh, I follow a list listserv, and this topic came up as it does probably quarterly. And I just love some of the feedback from some people. I mean, I think hopefully everybody who's listening knows our stance on awards. Yes, there are sometimes appropriate occasions when using an award will help you, um, in your marketing endeavors or mm-hmm. building your brand. But it's so overused uh, for all these different reasons. There's so many of them. Consumers really don't understand them. Joe Public doesn't care. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So much money is wasted on these, especially when you have to pay for the right to use an award. Okay? So here's an example. Here was a, here was a, a post from, um, uh, let's see, who is it from? Janet Stewart. So she, I assume, works at Memorial Hospital in Gulfport, Louisiana. She got a notification from, quote, Women's Choice Award for Outstanding Patient Experience by Women Certified, unquote, that the hospital was qualified to receive their Women's Choice Award for their county. She wondered if anybody else had been approached by this organization and what their experience was and whether or not it was worth the usage fee. So there's a, a fee. <clears throat> Shocking. Yeah, a fee. I went to women certified, which is the company that puts this out, mm-hmm. which bills itself as finally a place for, you know, women to figure out what's <clears throat> best for them. I don't know women certified, so I don't like to cast aspersions. Is there a name to the award? It's the chickies, right? <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's a reference to last time. Um, <laughs> My my bet, if I were a betting man, which I am, I would bet some money that the sole purpose of this organization is to come up with designations and awards and then charge people to use them. That's it. Oh, yeah. That's all it's for. Uh, And I love that it's the Women's Choice Award for Outstanding Patient Experience for a county. Now, I've heard other designations, geography-based, but never for a county
1: I means there are a lot. There's a lot of them.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Louisiana doesn't even have counties, doesn't? No, it has parishes. Does? So I don't maybe know it's, they do that. Is Gulfport, Louisiana, or do somewhere they still <laughs> Mississippi, oh, Gulfport, Mississippi. Sorry, sorry. I think it's <laughs> Gulfport, Mississippi. Burr, I'm just lost in Jeopardy. Anyway, that's that's. We just have to take a stand. So two guys that I recommend. I do recommend them, but I also revere them. Really, really smart dudes. Uh, one is Danny Fell, who I don't think I've ever met Danny, um, but really respected. So his response was, hang on, David Marlowe and I will have some awards to sell, I mean bestow, just as soon as I can get the <laughs> local trophy and plaque shop to call us back. In all seriousness, I have nothing against marketing industry recognition programs or even licensing specific awards, but it generally takes decades for a consumer brand seal of approval, like J.D. Power or Good Housekeeping, to earn critical mass. Very few have done it in healthcare with any reasonable impact. Mm-hmm. Okay, And then, then David Marlowe follows up with a opus. <laughs> Just brilliant. Well, now that Danny has outed me from the Quality Awards Witness Protection Program... <laughs> The issue of buying and marketing quality awards has been on the front burner in our field for a number of years now. And given the constant addition of new pay-free award entities, I suspect the issues won't go away anytime soon. He goes on to talk about how uh, lots of research, lots of anecdotal stories, lots of measurement shows that these things really don't help move the needle. He says, you know, there's always caveats like we said, I believe there's a time and a place for the marketing of awards, but the vast majority of the time, the awards themselves do not drive consumer utilization patterns from hospital X to hospital Y. I suspect that I'm going to get an argument back from someone whose hospital has won the XYZ award for seven years in a row, has promoted that fact, and has seen increases in volume or share. My counter argument is that you got the share because you improved the product being offered mm-hmm. and thus the value of the brand. <clears throat> ding, ding, ding. Yeah. The award is the way you opted to publicize to promote the improved value, but there are other ways. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. If you receive a quality award, the quality that you improved, theoretically, assuming that award really means anything, right. a lot of these, like I don't know women's choice, but... <laughs> Yikes. You know, you, you had to have done something. That something that you did is f- a far more powerful driver of new business.
1: Right. Because, keep doing
0: it. And keep take, doing take that, that
1: $300,000 that they were going to charge you to talk about the award and invest right. that back into whatever it was that you were doing right. 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 Or invest it in areas that you know you need to improve in. Don't spend it on some stupid seal that you can stick on your ads that nobody gives a F about. Right. I wonder how much this one costs, the usage fee. Well,
0: if it's by county, it can't be that much. But it doesn't matter what it costs. It's just, it's just, ah, it's so silliness. It's silliness. It is. And, And we've talked about this before. The number one driver of consumer influence, and I think this still is true today, though there could be some other ones reaching up there, is word of mouth. Like search is probably right up there next to word of mouth. But word of mouth is, you know, it has been shown to be ahead of even physician recommendation in many cases, Mm -hmm. right? And it's certainly ahead of any kind of marketing or advertising. So again, if you're improving your quality or patient experience or whatever, that's going to drive word of mouth, which is going to drive share, volumes and share, way more effectively than touting it. So I just love that. Back and forth, and I and I don't, certainly don't mean to pick on um, the woman who first posted this because you know, and, and well, she's just she was at, I mean she was just
1: inquiring on yeah. is right. this is this worth considering? The Somebody legitimacy. does anybody know anything about this yeah. award? So for her it was just yeah. I mean that's the first step. Whenever you get I mean because we get those we get like submit your design work for this and this and right. no. each, and they we're like Do what yeah. How, yeah yeah ninety nine percent of them are like no right. And then the 1% that we might consider submitting things to are always like, oh, this is a colossal pain in the ass and a, <laughs> typically a waste of time. I mean, we know in many cases we're going to – well, it's arrogant, but that's who we are. We know we're going to win a, a number of them, but it's, it's, <laughs> I mean, we also don't sit around touting the fact that we won them. We've got right. like this – reclusive place on our website. That's a list of the accolades that we've received in the past. Should somebody actually want to dig in and find it, but it's not plastered all over our homepage. It's not what we use to Mm -hmm. to drum up new work. And it's not anything that for us and for anybody should drive what they do. You shouldn't be in the business to win awards. I mean, for us, we're in the business to provide the best possible solution to a client's needs. And oftentimes you know, sometimes that solution is award-winning. Other times, the best solution may not necessarily be an award-winning solution, but it is the best solution for what they're coming to. I mean, and I think that applies to any business. You do the right thing. The real reward is your results.
0: <laughs> nice. I like nice. it. Oh, too funny! Well, we have to just keep. We just have to keep beating this drum. Yeah, because because this the drum that is a dead horse. As as <laughs> David points out people have recognized this is a pretty successful business model. Right. Yeah. Right. So you're just going to see more and more of these things popping it's up. It's slimy, which, though. It's kind it, of just yeah, shady slimy. And slimy. Yeah, you should
1: see their website. It just looks slimy. It's bad. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, I, just, I think of
1: t- telemarketing. I just think of scammy, scummy, slimy things. I mean, it's just, <laughs>
0: ugh. Yeah. I don't know why. Ugh. It's just it's so annoying. I mean, there are certainly awards we all know that have a little bit of clout. Right. It still doesn't mean you necessarily pay to use them to promote what you've done. Right. right?
1: Well, and some of them, uh, some of the ones that are most meaningful, you, you don't have to pay it. If you win like the U.S. News and World Report, you don't have to pay it to mention I that you won know that, if right? That's the case. I thought that was the case I don't with theirs. Don't know about maybe that. That. Maybe, that, maybe that, I thought, no, that could yeah, be. Maybe it, was it, it might have maybe changed. So I mean, like get, health grades and stuff. I mean, they exist for no other reason right. than to, to, to sell mm-hmm. awards. Yes. Um, US News and World Report does not exist for that reason.
0: It's well, just something that they David points out in I had a signed conversation with him about this. The magazine isn't even around anymore. There is no US News World Report magazine. There isn't. <laughs> no. When the hell So that this go is away? like one of their most valuable assets. <clears throat> I and don't they either. have and they have changed their award system. He said he told me that they I didn't know this. They changed it so that it was on a regional basis. Huh. Which we know what that what does that do? Again, if you're gonna have an award for every county, you now could potentially have well in like I, I know Iowa has ninety nine counties. I grew up there. Yeah. So instead of having one for Iowa or like the top ten for Iowa, you literally could have the top ten in ninety nine counties. You've just Diluted. exponentially yeah. in well, from a business model, you've exponentially increased Oh yeah. Your- oh man. Yeah. When I when I just
1: Google US News and World Report, the they're S they are they are SEO optimized. Here's their <clears throat> their title and the results. US News and World Report news in rankings and then best colleges comma best yep. something and it goes on and on so yeah i mean yeah i had no idea that their f- primary focus now was on I,
0: rankings i mean no I don't, I, think, that's a, I don't know if that's i don't know if that's the primary well, focus i just know the it's, magazine it's, is it's, gone it's
1: a it's, it's it seems like i mean if, if that's what they're optimizing seo around that's got to be one of their primary focuses and when you when you dig into their <clears throat> you know how google for for sites that have a, a, lot, a lot of index content, Google will start to kind of organize it a little bit. Into, yeah. And when you see the results, you'll actually see kind of a breakdown of the organization. And when you look at that breakdown, it's all best stuff. U.S. news rankings, education, hospitals, health, hospitals by specialty, world's best universities, um, and, and then of course, to our topic that was a couple of weeks ago with Google forcing Google plus down your throat in search results. <laughs> also their there Google plus presences right there already and suggested that you should go check it out and follow them. But well, anyway, when I think U S news and world report, I think of like researching things that I had to papers that I had to write in like high school
0: really? because
1: there was always like, you know, you go to the library and they're like the, the magazine section with like the little classic things you pull out that are full of magazines. So like old ones. Um, And a lot of times I would refer to U S news and world report. It was like one of the ones might've just been because that's what the high school happened to subscribe to and had it for reference. (laughs) But I think it's always been, at least for me, I always thought of it as like a fairly trusted place to go for accurate news. Yeah. So I don't know. So, so that's, that's been my perception or the brand of U S news and world report. So it's to, well, also not knowing that their magazine has been out of circulation. How long has it been gone? I, I don't know. I, mean, I don't, I, I, that's the first I heard <laughs> of it. So
0: I didn't, I missed that memo. So anyway, Me we well. will continue to beat this drum. And every time I speak, I bring about this, it's in the book. We'll post a link to one of our more popular blog posts called the battle of the gold stars, which outlines why you should avoid this and also touches on some of the circumstances where it might be valid. Um, so, and, if, and again, just to tout Shushmid, uh, if, if you don't follow this um, message board, you should. Because you get all kinds of great stuff. So, shall we move on to some hot breaking news? Yeah. You ready for this headline? Hot off the presses. This is breaking news. I want to interrupt this broadcast. Study. Hospital websites have significant room for improvement. Genius, Adam. What does this mean? <laughs> Genius. Okay, so that's like the understatement of the world. So I first saw this on Fierce Health, um, Fierce Health IT, which is it's kind of a, a really strong resource. If you haven't checked out Fierce Health, uh, they need some serious help on their website, but they have a lot of good content. So this is a story about a study that was done. Uh, oh, I always screw this up. This is the one we're going to talk about last week, so now I'm not up to speed. The study is not actually out yet, it might be now. Uh, it's going to be released in the Journal of Healthcare Management. Mm-hmm. And basically, the study looked at uh, health, hospital health system websites. So, here's an article the, the fierce health kind of quotes this article from I health Beat. So, I'm going to go for the high Beat. Uh, let's see, blah, blah, blah. Customers' evaluations of a health systems website, and by extension, their perceptions of the facility itself, will be based in part on comparisons to their experiences using other popular websites, such as Amazon and eBay. If a hospital's website does not conform to or exceed a customer's expectations, based on those previous experiences, customers may make inferences about facility quality that may negatively influence their decision-making process. Do we agree with that? hmm Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. So apparently, researchers who the hell did this?
1: It says right here, where University of Arizona Cancer Center in Tucson. No, that's who. That's won. the winner, not yeah. the.
0: If oh. you the article that um, <laughs> just kidding.
1: What was the initial article that referenced Eye Health Beat? Which is yeah, what I'm reading. They had referenced to. I thought they referenced who did the study, but maybe not.
0: Because uh, they said it will be
1: available, and right? Then, and now it was available. I was trying to track back to where we okay, started. Okay, so it
0: sounds like there's multiple study authors. One of them is quoted. So it says in Fierce Health IT, the mean overall score. So basically, these people got together and ranked, rated mm-hmm. hospital websites. I don't know if they rated all of them. I couldn't find that. Uh, the mean so out of one out of 10, 10 being great, the mean overall score for the U.S. health systems included in the study, included in the study. So it wasn't all of them. Six point three seven on a ten point scale indicating that hospital and health system websites have significant room for improvement, according to an iHealthBeat article by Eric Ford, the Forsyth Medical Center Distinguished Professor at the University of North Carolina-Greensboro <laughs> and one of the wow, study authors. Okay. has he won on Okay. So what was interesting to me was when I looked at this, um, I don't know how to say this delicately. So the, the, the <laughs> website that scored the put highest... put it out there, man. Just do it. The website that scored, scored the highest was the University of Arizona Cancer Center, the one that you just mentioned. Oh, yeah, oops. (laughs) And when I went to it, I thought, really? Now, it's important to kind of, you know, first of all, we should get our hands on the study to understand what they really looked at. They looked at a lot of things that are important. So I agree with their criteria. What's that? But maybe not Design. Well, they said they looked at design, but, there, but the design there's a lot of that site is like... There's
1: a lot of tech, technical yeah. technological stuff that they were looking at. Yes. And I, I haven't spent... I briefly looked at the code, just the source code of some of the pages on the site. And they yeah, they've done a lot of stuff right in terms of making a very accessible site um, for people with disabilities. Uh, so from that perspective and other technological perspectives, I think that they're probably... Worthy of it, yeah, from a design perspective, I think there could be there's room for <laughs> improvement, and even well, from a content organization perspective right um not not technologically how the content is organized, but just kind of from a user interaction uh standpoint it's i don't know it's it's, it's not an easy in my opinion it wasn't super easy to to use i mean i didn't necessarily have trouble finding things because i picked a few arbitrary things to go look for or just uh, i'm like okay i'm gonna pretend i need cancer information or i want to know about their cancer services so i dug in and it was pretty easy to find that or i need directions for parking because i'm gonna go visit somebody and that was pretty easy to find um but just overall <laughs> i mean there was a lot there was a fair amount of like redundancy and navigation things like that and not that that's necessarily bad because that can can be helpful but it just it felt like one of the re- places that needed improvement outside of the overall just aesthetics was some of that
0: content organization, maybe. Yep. Mm, Yeah. And I looked at some of the other ones they listed here, um, like Scripps Health, and they have a nice website. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, and I see last week I had all these pulled up, so I won't bore people trying to find them. And I don't mean to pick on this, though I went to the University of Arizona Cancer Center website, like Adam did, and of course they're touting this. So my fear is that people are going to go we have to have a website like that yeah and so I, I think it might be worthwhile digging even deeper and coming back with a more thorough feedback i mean some of the things they rated this on i think are i would call almost basic level they're important like accessibility really important but almost like a uh, it'd be like rating the patient experience and saying it's important that you know the doors aren't locked I mean that's an extreme example. Or that there's toilet paper in the bathroom. Accessibility now a lot of hospital websites don't deal with accessibility the right, right. way, but it's kind of like that's just the ticket to get in and play the game. It's not it shouldn't win you the game. And yeah, and, and they talk see. about content, you know, the first thing they say is content quality is considered high if the text is grammatically correct. That's the first thing they say. That cannot be a measure for a great website. <laughs> that can be a measure for a functional website Mm -hmm. and they do talk about the quality of the site's imagery, which I didn't find their imagery to be anything compelling, very standard photography, for example. And again, I don't mean to pick on these folks. I'm just trying to understand how in the world they came up with some kind of scale where this website was the best in the land. So anyway, I encourage people to, we'll post um, links to this. Love to hear back from other people because maybe we're, you know, I'm just all washed up on this.
1: (laughs) We're off our rocker.
0: I don't know. Elements contributing. So the criteria, I'll just list those really quick. There was accessibility, content, marketing, and technology.
1: What was the URL for the website, for the Arizona site? Uh, I don't know. azcc.arizona.edu. (laughs) A-Z <laughs> dot C-C? No,
0: A-Z-C-C. Clearly a memorable URL was dot not Arizona a criteria. Dot E-D-U. Okay. Elements contributing to the technology index scores include website download speed, site structure, code quality, and the use of cascading style sheets to organize content. Yeah, see, it's,
1: a lot of, it's a lot of technical stuff. Yeah. That, I mean, these are IT guys. It sounds like who are and people Maybe. who are doing this. So, like I said, but, I mean, if you look at the, if you're somebody who's into code, knows how to write it, structure it, and what it, knows what it's all about. If you look at the source code of of these pages, it's not, it's not, it's 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 good. It's better than right. it's better than most of the hospital websites that I've happened to actually look at the source code for. Right. Yeah. Right. If, I mean, I definitely expected to go there though and be blown away. And right, that was kind of not my first reaction,
0: but yep. So anyway, we'll post all the information on that. We'll we'll see what other people think. Okay, so uh, one more story. Adam, you posted this story from Brafton, which I don't know what Brafton is. Uh, We've referenced (laughs) Brafton a few times there. uh, Brafton. Um well here, I can tell you. (laughs) Oh, did we just reference them like three weeks ago? And you had to do this. A a few weeks ago. A few weeks ago.
1: They're an online news and content agency that offers integrated content marketing services. So that's who Brafton is. Brafton. But I follow their RSS feed and they have a lot of great articles. They put they pump out a lot of stuff um every day. Uh but an article that was from when was this? January, I think, late January, about a week ago. Uh, just referenced uh, the growing tablet market and how people can start to leverage that from a con- from a uh, content marketing in quotes perspective, um, but the statistics that were posted in the, in this article, which is a pretty short article, uh, were interesting because it it, it, it show I mean, they claim now that one fifth of all adults in the United States own a tablet computer device, really, um, and that is, of course, I think the statistics on iPad market share in there is in the upper 70s I think so it's like 78 or 79 percent of that audience is using an iPad um, it was last holiday season it was ten percent uh, that jumped up to nine by another nine percent this last holiday season wow. so I mean exponential I mean the growth is just crazy Undeniable. huge yeah, yeah. Uh, so they're just talking about how ways you can leverage that and the one they focus on is what they refer to as content marketing um, or news content marketing. And that for, for our audience, I think that really comes down to, you know, how do you offer valuable content that people want to read or interact with comes down to what we talk about all the time with inbound marketing, actually offering, um, health, health information that's relevant to people who aren't necessarily out there looking for healthcare services. So I, this, uh, this growth in this segment of, um, you know consumption devices for for online content is is not something to be ignored um Mm -hmm. so probably something you'll hear more from us about moving forward i mean we're already we're already we've already been working on a number of mobile projects none have been necessarily tablet specific um but i wouldn't be don't don't be surprised if you hear us talking about some tablet tablet specific projects coming up in the very near near future
0: right Well, so anyway,
1: we'll, we'll, we'll put links to those articles in the show or that article in the show notes and you can check it out.
0: I think one of the things this reminds me of is we've always, you know, we've kind of held out over the years when hospitals and health systems, they can spend a lot of money subscribing to health content, right? So the big giant, you know, usually they were, they used to be like magazine and newsletter publishers and now they're moving into just web content, mm-hmm. um, and we've said for a long time that consumers aren't going to go to your hospital website to look for yeah. diabetes information or just kind of encyclopedia type information. So I think that that still holds true in general. Um, and you're not going to win an SEO battle with WebMD. <laughs> no. Right? So you're Aye. not going to likely show up when they search for just diabetes information. high. Okay. But what, but if you, it doesn't mean if you use those content providers, you, you should stop. The, the secret to this is providing information in a different way that's relevant to the people that are seeking it in your market. So that involves… And something um, that's specific to you. And something that's specific to you. that so health it's en- a marriage of all of those things. Right. That health
1: encyclopedia content is never specific. It's kind of like a… It's just Mormon general marriage. crap that's probably that,
0: that's spread across two hundred other hospital websites. Right. right. It's not specific to you in any way. So so if you're just running an article on you know that you got from a subscription that's, you know, five healthy tips to eating better and to at this point, it shows up on two hundred other hospital yeah. websites. That's not going to help you. If that's wrapped in a program or an effort that has right. other components to it, mm-hmm. so it's a supplement to it. Then there's there's other assets that are going to draw people to it, and it's going to support those other assets. So it's all working in an integrated way. Right, right. That's the best way to use that kind of content. And again, all of that that program, that campaign, that packaging should be custom to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is the part that we try we're trying really to convince people to bake into their to their campaigns when they talk about we want to promote this or that or this. And when we say you know advertising shouldn't be just an end. It should be a means to an end. That's a big part of what we're talking about. Your advertising, hopefully will draw people into something like that. That's compelling. That makes it sticky to, to hang out to your website and compels them to take some other call to action. So that's a lot of what we're talking about when we say, you know, don't just, don't just put up billboards for name recognition, give people something compelling that draws them into you. And it doesn't have to be a website. It could be a, a seminars. It could be whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just thought that was a that was a really good article to kind of again hit on that idea of content. And I feel like I personally have been saying the word content like every ten minutes. Probably because you now. have. Yeah. <laughs> like for the last six months.
1: That's probably a good thing.
0: It is. It's just it's just odd. I don't know, it was odd to me. it's not odd to you.
1: <laughs> content is it?
0: Content is king. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Is that it? Is that all we got? Sure. <laughs> Wow. All right.
1: That's
0: <laughs> well, about a half hour. Nice. Nice and succinct.
1: that well, you all know how to clean out your Gmail inbox if it's full.
0: Yeah. I've, I've managed to probably wipe out like 500 emails out of the 20,000 I have to. <laughs> in the last two hours. In the last two hours, yeah. All right. So for Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards, this is Chris Bevelo.
1: Jackie Rataco.
0: And Adam Meyer. We will talk to you next time.